0: Phone plans, streams, and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details.
2: They say a week is a really long time in politics. So why's is Vichy's in... He's got a new house and that's... Uh, he went to Meta King and now he's... Dude. I'm Nadine Dres and this is Non-Censored. Harriet is away today, so I'm stepping in. Me, Nadine Dorries, former Secretary of Cultures, presenting all the best bits from Harriet's radio show. Radio is like television, but it's not as good.
0: Yes, it's uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you aboard, Nadine. <laughs> um, Thank I, I,
2: you.
0: I, I, I'm sure Harriet's uh, left left the ship in, in safe hands, and uh, I look forward to getting this all recorded. And
2: do you live on a boat? Studio. I do Does she live on the boat side? So do you?
0: N- no, I, I tell you what, I don't know why I brought up boats at all. That's fine. Let's, let's keep things as literal as, as possible. Um,
2: so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, it's going to be a good show.
0: I'm certainly excited. We've mixed it up with a little sort of presenting duo. I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe this will start as its own spin-off uh, podcast. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? It,
2: I say I don't understand what you're talking about. So, what's yeah.
0: well? Um, uh, first of all, I, I suppose we should cover some of the the things that we couldn't quite get to this week. Uh, we asked Suella Braverman for an interview, but she just uh, she, she just walked walked off. Um, we had a wonderful section on Channel Four that yeah. Nadine, yes, has asked us not to include. So that's
2: thank you. I like Lords. That's very good.
0: And we also didn't have time for Ishan Akbar's segment in the podcast this week.
2: Well, that's a shame because I thought he actually had some very good points about open relationships and how people should be a lot less jealous, actually, about their partners having extramarital marital. Well, yes, upset.
0: it's the, the tea's gone. It's gone. Sadly, I wiped the tape. So,
2: Is that that's... Cause before or after you were crying because you did something. No, crying, it, didn't it you? wasn't. It doesn't. Anyway,
0: um, <clears throat> why don't we start with your interview?
2: Oh, yes, I was brilliant at this. I interviewed Rosie Holt, MP, about loyalty and the events of the week and why she doesn't have any loyalty or events of the week. Hello, Rosie Holt. So let's just start with an easy one, I
3: think. um, Why are you so disloyal? Um, Well, I I think, um, Nadine, I think that's... um, I, I wouldn't say I'm disloyal. I'd say I'm very loyal. In fact, I'm very loyal to... The, the parliamentary party to our prime minister and that sometimes it, it, you know yes you have to sort of shift your loyalties about but sometimes if you're being loyal to the country that's what uh being 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 loyal is you should never
2: shift your loyalties that's just a fact that's a political fact never do it and you did that
3: didn't you well no but some, but i think that shifting loyalties is almost uh it's it, it's almost not shifting your loyalties it's it's almost being still in your loyalties by shifting the loyalties in order to be s- still while being loyal i mean nadine but, I, I think we do have
0: to leave the door open for people to uh change their mind. surely that's that's the sign of um you, you know democracy and learning and a, an intelligent and malleable sort of uh, I'd like to
3: sort of step in there and say that's very true I mean uh, look at uh, Suella Braverman last week uh, what she did was was bad but this week I think we've all sort of rethought it and seen that actually she is right uh, to be Home Secretary for the country.
2: As a colleague of yours Rosie and someone who was at one point in charge of the internet and it all was going very well when I was in charge of it uh, I would just like to know Why is it, Suela? I don't understand what she did,
3: but why is it she did it? Well, I think it was a very small, minor uh, security breach. And she's apologised and, you know, she stood down for it. And so I think it's all time that we we move on.
0: It's, I mean, it has not been very long, though, has it? I mean, we're 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 talking about just a few days. It was six
3: days. That's barely a fortnight. Well, um, you know, I don't want to get biblical, but uh, God did create the world in seven days. So a lot can happen in in that that period of time. And a lot has happened. We've got a new prime minister, a new agenda, and, you know, we've moved on. She's apologized. And I think we should all accept apologies and let bygones be bygones and let her continue with her dreams.
2: Well, seeing as we've got this new sparkly new government that you're apparently so loyal to these days,
3: how about instead we just have an election? Because I think we should. What do you think? Well, no, I think this the, as you say, it's it's a um, it's an, it's a continuation of the the old government. Um, we you know we're, we're following on from the manifesto, what the people voted for, and a new government can be an old government, and so but also a new government. So it really works both ways.
0: I mean, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. That it. I mean, I think Nadine does have a good point there about the general election. I mean, if if it is a continuation of the people's will, then then surely they'll they'll vote for it again. And if not, then you know you've 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 given the opportunity to exercise the democracy.
3: Well, um, no, because we had uh, the MPs voting for it, uh, which is quite an important um, part of um, of of the the population, and that is also democracy.
2: They are barely twenty percent of the population, and they all got to decide who the prime minister was. And now look at the mess we're in. So what I say is, general election. We should have four prime ministers
3: in a year. That's my favourite. Well, I think um, you know we we um, it, it, we have you know had a few uh, prime ministers, but they've all brought something to the table, something new to the table, and that's what Rishi will do. Uh, but also, he he is um, a continuity candidate. Um if you take away the last continuity candidate.
2: Okay, here's a question for you. There was meant to be a new budget on Halloween. The scariest day of the year. Why have they changed the scariest day of the year to November seventeenth? That's my question
3: to you. Um well trick or treat, it's a treat. I- exactly, um Dean, it is a treat. And I think um, it, you know with, uh, the good things come to those who wait. So I think making it a bit longer to wait for for the budget is does everyone a lot of good. It really builds up excitement. Everybody is now going, oh, what's this budget going to be? You know, it's it's a new thing. It's it's um it's a treat really for the public, and we do want to give give the public treats in these hard times, and it gives them something to look forward to.
0: Am, am I right in thinking that some of the treats the public will be getting are cuts to public spending, um, perhaps more uncertainty in the markets, and and uh, another dip in the uh, the value of exactly?
3: The I mean, who can say? Uh, if that's what's exciting. I think about the current government. We don't yet know um, where we're going to go with it. Um, but you know, I I would say that. Uh, any cuts, we will not make any cuts to public spending apart from the cuts to public spending that we need to make. Uh, so, therefore, you know, we 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 will work in in the public interest.
2: I'm an MP. I know about this
3: sort of thing. So, why don't you just sort everything out? Well, that's knitting. That's what we're doing. We are sorting everything out, and no. that's what um, Rishi Sunak when he he came in, he said. He acknowledged the mistakes of the past of his predecessors. And he said, We are sorting everything out. And that's what we plan to do. That's our manifesto to sort everything out with integrity, professionalism, and.
2: No, I think ultimately the issue here is, and it's, if you don't mind me saying the rhinoceros in the room, the fact is, there is only one dear leader. And he is right there for the taking, and you dragged him back from his holiday, only to throw it back in his face—his holiday and all his achievements—just so you could get in your favourite guy. And what has he done?
3: Changed Halloween. Well, look, Nadine, I was a—I was a big fan of um, Boris Johnson. I thought he did a wonderful, wonderful job. He—he um, he apologized for his mistakes, and we all had to move on. And I really supported mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was about—he showed integrity. And authenticity, but, but, but also it was the right thing for him to step down, uh, because the country had lost trust in him. And it's about, it's about, you know, it's about being honest and authenticity and integrity. And, um, you know, well, I thought it was wonderful that he came back from holiday. He ultimately, he had to do what was good for the country and step aside for Rishi Sunak, our new prime minister. And I think the right person got the job.
0: I do I do have to ask, I mean, where does this um apologise and everything's better? End? General election. I mean, are you thinking about maybe forgiving uh some some petty criminals? No. People that have been arrested no. for no. minor drug offences no. or anything? If they've no. said sorry, if they've seen no their No. I mean No. No the, It's it's no. not extending outside of the government, no. is it? No. Yeah. Right, no. okay. No, I thought no. I thought so. No. Right.
2: Well, there we are, Rosie Holt MP, with all the grace of a reversing dump truck with without any wheels on it, and they have wheels, did you know? You took away my dear leader, just so you could enjoy your cabinet position. I hope it makes you very happy. Dear Lord, Rosie Holt MP, what
3: a sad little life. Thank you very much. Thanks.
0: Well, Nadine, what mm. a week in politics. You can um, say that again. What a week in politics. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what what did you think? Obviously, a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. How yes. did you feel about Rishi's
2: election? Oh, my goodness. Oh Well, I think it's pretty obvious how I feel. It's how the public feels because I, as a working class woman from a very normal uh from Liverpool, um, feel like the rest of the country, furious, absolutely furious about it. We all wanted the Supreme Gentleman, the one true dear leader, Boris Johnson back, didn't we? We all wanted that. Even the Labour Party well, wanted that. And the even the SNP wanted that. And they're just a load um, of langers. And it's just, it makes me so angry. It, as uh, you can hear, I'm so angry I can barely speak.
0: Yes, that's that's okay. Well, perhaps that's my fault for asking that question. Um, well, I I... <sighs> Personally, wish that the uh, diversity correspondent Ishan Akbar had been able to provide some comment for mm. us, but unfortunately, he isn't our diversity correspondent anymore. So, uh, well, back on Tuesday, Harriet and I had to ask the Prime Minister himself to comment. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm very excited to say that I am talking with our new Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. Prime Minister, welcome to the show.
4: Well, Harriet, thank you so much for having me.
3: It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Here you are. You were up for leadership against Liz Truss. Didn't happen. And now you're here again.
4: Well, look, many mistakes have been made uh, over the last few weeks and months. And at a time of profound economic crisis, it's an honour and privilege to lead the party that I love uh, and be the Prime Minister of the country to which I owe so much.
3: God, absolutely wonderful words, wonderful Um, words.
0: Prime Minister, if if you don't mind me just jumping in with a question, there has been a lot of talk about fixing things. But um, there hasn't been much talk about the culpability as to uh, who is responsible for the things that have gone wrong. I mean, we're on our fifth prime minister in six years now. Um, It seems like that's not really a normal or ideal, um, you you know, series of of events. Uh, Usually we like to stick with one. And if you are making all the right calls, that one's usually enough. So, I mean... Are you able to, um, you know, point the finger, as it were, figure out what it was that went wrong and who's responsible? Look, now is not the time to be
4: pointing the finger and laying the blame on people's door. I'm now at the door of 10 Downing Street to try and instigate some economic stability. I have a mandate from the people from 2019, which Boris Johnson Earned, and he was able to uh, to tell the country that we needed a conservative leader. And I want to hark back to our traditional conservative values so that I can work in day out, day in, day out and day in to deliver and work us through these profound economic crises. Because I intend to unite our country, not with words, but with action.
3: Well, Martin, I think you can agree that was quite a quite a clear and concise answer I mean that that blew me away that was just I'm, great
0: I, I've got to say we we've in, in recent years we've had a lot of people um just sort of saying a lot of nothing you know just using words and no I mean I mean I, I I'm hoping that that won't be the case um th- w- would would you agree you're going to be acting rather than just saying platitudes. Well, I'm I'm here to unite the
4: party, unite the country. It is it stands to reason that over the last few weeks and months the country has felt divided and the party has felt divided. But they put their trust in me that I can work day in and day out to deliver, that together we can achieve incredible things to guide us through this profound economic oh. crisis. And I'm going to make the big decisions that are needed to fix the mistakes that have been made.
3: That's that's wonderful. I mean, it's just wonderful to have a have a, a grown up in the room for once.
4: Well, well, thank you. That's very kind. But I will say that Liz Truss uh, showed tremendous strength and leadership over her 49-day tenure. And Boris, of course, earned a majority in 2019 the country voted by a sweeping majority to elect the conservative party and of course in that election boris appointed me the chief secretary to the treasury so in many ways it was the country saying yes boris we want you to lead the country but crucially we would like rishi sunak to be part of the package
3: oh is that what that meant yes right right wonderful I suppose um, and-
0: it's it's similar to when people choose to listen to non-censored because producer Martin is going to be there what? in the background is that is that a, a, a similar
4: I'm sure that in in your role as producer Martin, you have parrot's ear on some of the big decisions that no, the the definitely. podcast will be making over the over the next few years, and of course ultimately whether those decisions fail or succeed. The buck stops with Harriet. Um, so, well, in many ways, yes, you and I are very similar.
0: You know, actually, I, I did think that maybe you were. Um, if you, if you'll forgive me, I, I did think that maybe you were saying um, quite a lot of um, words that amounted up to nothing. But now, Imagine. I have put myself in your position, uh, Mister Sunak. I, I can, I can see that you know, there, you, you are making the big decisions. I make the big decisions here. It's actually a very difficult position to be in.
3: Now, Prime Minister, you are the first British Asian Prime Minister. How does it feel?
4: Well, I, I had said that a couple of years ago, it was a real honour of mine to be able to celebrate the Hindu festival of Diwali by lighting some candles outside number 11 Downing Street. I intend to do something similar outside number 10 and eventually number 98765 and so on and so forth. Being the first. British Asian prime minister is of course a tremendous honour but nothing should surprise us about the conservative party because the conservative party has over the years rewarded people for absolutely with uh, ethnic minority representation we have had some great chancellors in the form of quasi Kwarteng. we have had some wonderful home secretaries in the form of suela braverman and priti patel and uh, sajid javid of course was one of our first asian Prime Minister. So I follow a Asian Chancellor's, I beg your pardon, he he would never be Prime Minister. But it follows in a great tradition of the Conservative Party, ensuring representation from a diverse group. And what a country, what a country to be able to say that the United Kingdom has a British-Asian Prime Minister of Indian descent. There are very few countries in the world where uh, such a momentous occasion could be achieved.
3: Oh, I mean, we live in the best country in the world. I think everyone can agree. Before you go, can you, obviously people are very worried about the cost of living and the economic fallout from this trust's mini budget. Can you reassure the British public that we're now in safe hands?
4: As the Prime Minister and leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party, I intend to unite our country not with words but with action as we guide us through this profound economic crisis. The impact of the Ukraine war on energy prices and subsequently people's wallets has been spoken about on numerous occasions. But I'm here to fix those mistakes. I will make those big decisions. I have a mandate from 2019 to now because the country wants good, strong, conservative leadership. I will bring economic stability. I will make the big decisions. And it is my honour and privilege to be your Prime Minister.
3: Well, that leaves me with no questions. Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister, thank you.
4: Namaste.
0: Now, obviously, the... Big news last weekend was the the, the dramatic withdrawal of Boris Johnson... From the race, wasn't it, Nadine?
2: Yes, it was. And uh, as I've said before, too angry to even talk about it. But let me tell you this. I have spoken to him about it. There's information that nobody else knows, only me, because he would only share it with me because I actually know him. I'm actually friends with him. And that that makes people very angry, but I'm actually friends with him. Little Carrie went out for a pint of milk and he and I had a little chat about it and he divulged things to me that I will not be divulging here, so I don't know why you're even asking me about it. He looked fantastic, by the way.
0: Oh, Okay, well, that's that's good to mm. to hear. I mean, any any I, a, idea of a, a little indication as to you know how how he was feeling? Uh, any, he feels any little... he
2: feels eblu- ebullient, and he also feels like he has been treacheried by with a smile, and the smile is Rishi Sunak's smile. Have you seen him smile? It's treachery.
0: Right. Well, um, that's that's certainly one opinion. Um, well, the the it's first fact. thing. Uh, okay. Um. the 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 first thing Harriet did on Monday was to get the former and
2: future and future. Yeah.
0: Well. Yeah. And well, possibly Prime Minister. Yes, no, definitely on the line
5: for comment.
3: Boris Johnson. So great to speak to you after all this time.
5: Oh, you know, thank you uh, for having me, Harriet. Uh, and can I? I uh, uh, just say, firstly, uh, you know that I, I congratulate uh, Rishi. And I, and I, I, I think it, I think it's great, you know. Congratulations, uh, you know. You know, I, I think it's good that in this country uh, that uh, we can finally end racism, yeah, uh, by having Rishi, out there There, uh, but I, what I will say is, uh, you know, people sort of talk about him you know, being the first sort of Asian uh, prime minister, but you know, my, my, my Turkish uh, grandfather, uh, you know, so, so if anything, I was sort of the the first foreign, uh, for, foreigner, you know. No, 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 I'm not not foreign, but uh, you know, I, I certainly. I, in a, in a way, I won uh, that, that that particular battle. But no, no, good luck to him, good luck to him.
3: I mean, is there any ill feeling, Boris Johnson? Because you did, of course, reach out to him and yes. Penny Mordaunt.
5: No, so you... no, no, no ill feeling. No, no, no. I absolutely no, I, 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 I simply set up a, a, a Zoom and uh, you know we had a chat and uh, I spoke to him and Penny 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 Farthing and and she said and they both they both said uh, when I said you know let's let's join force. You know, let's be like, oh, you know, the Avengers, the Avengers unite, and and he said they both said uh, no, and uh, and I I I I simply said, uh, uh fine, I'm okay with that. I was very magnanimous, as you can imagine.
3: No, oh, that's just wonderful. But I I do want to talk about you dropping out of the race because mm, mm. it was a big surprise because you said mm. that you were well placed. To deliver a conservative victory and that you had cleared the
5: very high hurdle of hundred and two nominations. Mm. Yeah, no, and I had a high high I, I I had hundred and three, in fact. hundred and three. Yes, right. I know I did. I had I, I had loads. I had loads uh, you know, I had uh, I had a vote from uh, Nadine Doris. She mm. voted for me, uh, Nadine Zawahi, uh, Yes. Uh, J, Jacob Reese mogg uh, Right. uh Nadine Doris, loads. I had, I honestly, there was, there was a hundred, a hundred and four. I think, I think if I went, if I went through them, because I, I wrote them all, uh, I read them all down on a, on a bit of uh, vellum, and uh, you know, there, there was definitely a hundred and four or five, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, quite a few, quite a few, which which is a shame, which is a shame. But I uh, you know, but I'm pleased, I'm pleased for Rishi, and uh, good luck to them all. And uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be supporting from uh, from from the, from the sidelines. Do you worry about that?
3: I'm not, of course, doubting your many, many nominations, mm. but not many of them publicly came out. No. So why was that? Is is that? Were people afraid to put their support behind you?
5: No, 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 no. no. I, you know, as as Prospero once said, uh, you know, now, now my charms are all overthrown, and what strength I have's my own. You know, and I, I right. think that that applies very much to this question. Uh, because, you know, my charms are all overthrown and people have been overthrown by my charms. That's why they didn't want to come out. And I lost to Rishi and I'm delighted for him and his kind. Uh, you know, uh, because he, 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 he's from Winchester. He's not Hamilton. Right. Yes, yes. And uh, it's a very poor area, Winchester. You know, And I, I you know, if you put some funding into them, that might be the first thing he does. Uh, and uh, and secondly, uh, all, all, all what strength I have mine own is that I. I People didn't want to come out for me because they knew I don't need it. I I don't I, I can do it on my own. And and they 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 they're sitting there I don't need help. Boris, he'll be fine. oh baby, bother? So that I I I think that's why they they wouldn't come out uh, publicly. Yeah.
3: I mean, also you did say you said there's a good chance I would be successful in the election. Mm. So why did you drop out? I mean, you sort of implied that you needed the unity of the party, but if you had all those MPs standing behind you i mean that's that's unity isn't it
5: yeah yeah but but the thing is is if i'd have got in uh uh you know the, the, uh you know rishi for a start i mean he'd have been fu- furious and uh and uh, you know and uh, there'd be quite be two or three of them that would be very annoyed I've, i tell you though i tell you i would have i i, I would have led us into 2024 i'd have won i, I you know and i i yes. am surprised i'm surprised you know the, i would g- g- if anything it's not fair I uh, you know I I I'm, I just I think I've had I've yeah I think I should be back in I I'm going to run uh, uh uh my own party in fact yeah really I, uh, oh yeah, my goodness
3: yes. so this is a non-censored exclusive
5: yes no I'm going to run uh, it's going to be a new party uh it's called uh boo boffers and uh and we're going right. to buff all the other people or, or, or out of the way and uh and go go forward as a new uh United Party. I'll get all of the people who voted for me, all, all hundred and seven of them. Hundred and seven. Mm. They, they, they'll, 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 they'll all come with me. They've all said it. They've all said it. They, they said straight away. We will follow you into once more into the breach, once more. And so, so in fact, I, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the, the dude, I've got some great, great stuff on my manifesto. Uh, that, and I think, the, I think the country would vote for it as well. Yeah, yeah, yes.
3: Boris, I love this idea because also. Good. You can bring back all the big hitters, the people that have fallen to the wayside, like Nadine. But, but also, I mean, it, the the news uh, at the time of recording is that Jacob Rees-Mogg has quote resigned quote.
5: oh, would he hat? I I I already knew about that because I, I I, I check I text JRM and I, I said I said listen, uh you know you, you get pack your bags because you're coming over to to to, to Bojo's Boffers and uh, we're going we're gonna take on uh, the likes of Rishi and uh and any uh, any uh, penny penny more 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 mornings present uh we we'll, we we'll, we're going to take them on and, and we'll create our own this will be a better conservative party uh, bojo's boffers uh, the con- conservative new that's uh, that's what we'll be and uh i, I know i'm i'm glad i good for him good for him jrm I mean, he's finally st- stood up for himself
3: indeed oh i love it so the next general election could go not to conservative
5: not to labor but to bojo's boffers yeah yeah exactly exactly and I, 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 think already, I you know, I, I'm thinking of I've got I've got a few things. Uh, first of all, uh, we're going we're going to we're going to re, we're going we well, we're gonna we're going to, we're gonna cap uh the top rates of tax. So, so, so basically, anyone over earning over uh, uh, 100000 100, pounds a year, uh, will pay no tax at all. In Uh-oh. fact, they will be given a special bonus uh that they can spend uh, however they want. Good for them. Uh, they've earned it. That, that's the first thing I do.
3: But that, of course, went very, very badly when Liz Truss tried to do that, didn't it? Um, yeah, she, she
5: only tried to cut it down. I'm saying get rid of it uh, c- c- entirely. Uh, so do you think um, she
3: just, she didn't go far enough? I mean, no, she was the continuity candidate. No, she's, uh, you can't half ass
5: these things. You know, you've got to go all the way. So I would do that. I would raise mortgage rates I'd uh, even higher. I'd get them, uh, they'd they, they, they go about 10%. Ten percent more rates, right. uh, Which would mean more people uh, would end up homeless, which is, of course, sad. You know, and mm. I, I don't think. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, the more I think about it, I, I don't think being homeless is too bad. Uh, you know, I, I was homeless myself once. Uh, my, myself, me and Darius Guppy, yes. uh, we got so drunk uh, we couldn't find our way home, uh, so we were homeless and we only ended up having to book a night in in for the night. It cost about three grand. You know, and it was it, it, in the end we went home the next day and it was fine.
3: Well, I, I can't wait to see where Bojo's
5: boffers
3: goes from here. And and I hope that Rishi can be half as good fun as you. I'm not sure he can.
5: No, no, he's, he's a bit of he's a stick, stiffy, stiffy stickler. Okay, come on, yes. lighten up, Rishi. Uh, yes. Tell him that,
3: lighten up. Yes, he does need to lighten up. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Boris oh, no Johnson. Worries. No worries. Goodbye. Yeah. No,
5: cheers! Cheers! Two more, two more of those, two lagers.
1: Before Shopify, did you find yourself wondering where are my sales at? But now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary! Easy on the cha-ching. I can't even get my lines out.
5: Oh, sorry. My bad. But my Shopify sales are through the
1: roof. Amazing, Gary. Bet you're loving how powerful Shopify's tools are.
5: And I can make my brand look however I
0: want, without code.
1: And that you can sell on all the marketplaces and socials from your Shopify store. Or all that. Gary, stop leaving sales on the table. Start selling with Shopify and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash profits23 that's shopify.com slash profits23 shopify.com slash profits23
2: for some reason this week Harriet asked journalist and media critic Mike Wright for an interview if you want someone to criticize the media I don't understand why you didn't just ask me I'll do it now it's all shit
0: that's okay good thank you Nadine
3: Thank you. Welcome to the show. It's always good to get a a different set of eyes to the week's events, and that is what you are.
6: Yes. Yes. A different set of eyes, indeed.
3: A uh, extreme lefty and, might I say, rather angry set of eyes.
6: Seems accurate. That's pretty accurate, yeah.
3: Yes. I think what I want to start by saying, I mean, people will know you as a journalist, but you're also, I mean, you're quite mean about other journalists, why are you so mean about the newspapers?
6: Because um, they're not very good. Uh, is the right. is the is the simple answer?
3: But all of them. I mean, you're, you're even mean about the, the sort of raging lefties like the Times.
6: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, owned by the well-known um, bastion of liberal opinion, Rupert Murdoch.
3: Yes. Yes. I mean, do you have no allegiances? Is that it? You're just a sort of lone ranger, like a. I don't know the, J- the Jermaine Greer of the journalists. Very, journalist I'm very world. like Jermaine Greer. Yes.
6: Yeah. I, my, my only allegiance is to making myself unemployable.
3: Interesting. Okay. Okay. And uh, how a goal you-
6: that I've achieved with incredible speed.
3: So is this a sort of revenge? Is it revenge because you're not working? So you're pouring scorn on those journalists still doing the dizzying heights at the, you know the Spectator and the Telegraph.
6: No, in actual fact, I do work for lots of places, but mainly, obviously, no national newspapers, because my main focus is criticising national newspapers, so funnily enough, they're not keen to employ you. But no, I I write for loads of other places still. It's a joke. I'm not actually unemployable.
3: Mick, but let's interrogate this. I mean, you you talk about the national newspapers being uh, shit. I mean, what do you mean? They're doing their job? I mean, I agree, some of them are pretty terrible. There's only a few you can really trust, like the the Daily Mail or the Telegraph, in my opinion. What is, it? What, is, what is it you've got against them?
6: Many things I have against them. I think you have to understand that the British national newspapers don't reflect reality as it is. They reflect reality as it is required to be by their proprietors, yes. so be that the billionaire Barclay Brothers, now Barclay Brother, uh, one of them died, or the billionaire Rupert Murdoch, or the uh, billionaire Lord Rothermere. And because of that what you receive in those papers is a false impression often of what is happening in the world probably the only mainstream british newspaper that reflects what's going on with any kind of a uh, consistency is the financial times which has to do that because it's read by the markets and they want to have the world presented as it actually is because they need to make uh, big money decisions on that but for other newspapers they don't reflect what's actually going on they reflect a uh, through a prism of very very extreme ideology, really.
3: What I'm getting from this though, interestingly, reading between the lines, is a lot of hate towards billionaires. I mean, don't you think don't you think you're being a little bit billionaireist?
6: Yes, mm. I'm an unabashed billionaireist.
3: Yes. I mean, billionaire bashing is something that I see again and again and again. And it's just frightful. I mean, let's not forget, Mick, that billionaires are minorities. They're an often overlooked minority. And I mean, what's so wrong if they're helping the world by giving giving us news? I mean, what's wrong, what's wrong with that?
6: <laughs> the problem with these papers and, and with their owners is that there is um, a continued position that they take, which is that these proprietors don't get involved and that they don't influence news in, in any way. And that's the way that they will always argue that. But then you've got to ask yourself, why would you own a National newspaper. If you didn't want it to reflect your views, help you to have influence, and that's the reason, for instance, that the Sun continues on, even though it, it no longer makes money for Rupert Murdoch. It exists as a means, a tool of influence, and that's. But
3: I think you're giving Rupert Murdoch too much credit because one of the actually rather commendable things about Murdoch is he's not afraid to completely sell his own views down the line to bring news. So, for example, uh, he believes in climate change, yet he will still give Fox News to those of us who see things differently.
6: Rupert Murdoch doesn't believe in climate change. He's, he's been on the record casting major aspersions about climate science, mostly on in interviews in Australia because he doesn't really do interviews in the UK. But uh, yeah, he doesn't believe in climate change.
0: Um, Mick, I uh, producer Martin here. I just have a question. Um, I, first of all, I'd say I, I very much agree. We do have to be discerning with the uh, the kind of information that we take, and you can't just uh, take it all as as mm. uh, gospel, no matter who your favourite, <laughs> um, you know, mainstream newspaper is. Do you think it is better to stay with a perhaps more local publication, um, for example, if you're watching? BBC News, and then uh, you know, treat that with take that with a grain of salt. But then, when it gets to your local station, for example, um, uh, Midlands Today, if you're in Birmingham, you know, maybe that's a bit more real because they've kept it, kept it local. You, you know, they, they tell you what's happening, but then they they also tell you about a fluffier cat who was found after four days being lost.
3: pretty Martin, what sort of input is that?
0: I, I, I suppose let let, let me. Let me repackage that. Do um, if, if you think it's better to uh, to focus on a small independent publication, such as? Well, I mean, I, I did say Midlands Today, but I suppose that's still technically under the umbrella of um, of, the BB, of the big British, you know, castle there. Um, 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 but but what, Vice, I don't know the Bino. Um, you know, the further away we get from the billionaire class perhaps the less impact they have. I don't the think the you're in a good patriarchy. position with the
6: Beano. The Beano has been pushing Lord Snooty's propaganda since the 50s. You know, Lord so.
3: Snooty, though, I you think know, is quite pro-
6: The Beano itself is a pro-billionaire outlet.
3: You know, a lot in the Beano, there's all these sort of naughty children. And it's good to have a few characters like Lord Snooty that the kids have something to look up to.
0: I've always found that Nasher was quite a good uh, single father parent he's got nipper, mm. he's, mm. you know, he's providing for his child. Yes. I feel like I've somewhat derailed this conversation though. So, um, <clears throat>
3: no, producer Martin, I think this is a really good point. And actually I think Mick doesn't know how to answer this because he knows that acting some important, important, important agendas.
0: What was the
6: Beano's position on free school meals? I I look at the Bash Street kids and I and I have serious concerns. Oh,
0: they they were very pro it, actually. Mm-hmm. I think they gave uh, Marcus Rashford his own um he, he was um comic strip in there. Just just on a one on a one off. But actually um,
3: it's a bit partisan, yeah, isn't it, to, to probably... put the leader of the opposition in, in the comics like that.
0: That's true, Marcus Rashford was the, at the time yeah. the um
3: now Mick, let's move on because I am you know I'm conscious you've got lots of angry tweets to write. Now, you've been very critical of the government, but I think you have to admit, even you have to admit that they've got it spot on with Rishi. I mean, it's like the grown-ups are finally back in the room.
6: Uh, yeah, the combination of the words grown-up and Rishi Sunak said, not two things that fit together, are they? Um, why, why not? Sort of literally or figuratively. Well, I think it is a great advance for a representation in our country that we have our first borrower prime minister
3: what like the the little people a, yes
6: that's
3: that's a bit rude that's a bit that's a bit rude mick I don't know i don't know if we can put we can we can put that out producer martin
0: <laughs> i think no it is but it's, it's still okay under guidelines no i mean they're they're no they're not borrowers aren't technically a minority even though they are Small and few.
3: I mean, well, I, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole.
6: Just like a borrower, not a good thing to go down a rabbit hole. Terrifying. Good Terrifying. piece of advice for any borrower of... listeners. Don't go down a rabbit hole. I don't hole. know if
3: we've got any borrower listeners. I mean, what do you make of the paper's coverage of, of Sunak?
6: The issue with the paper's coverage of Sunak is, that, well, I, I wrote about this this week, they're treating it like a soap opera reboot. It's kind of like emerging from the shower in Dallas and the whole previous season never it happened. The, the Liz Truss plotline, that just didn't happen. We've got the serious grown-up Sunak back in charge now, as if a cabinet reshuffle that brings in many cabinet ministers that were there, some of them just weeks or even days ago, particularly you know, the reinstatement of Suella Broverman as Home Secretary after she resigned, having uh, you know committed a pretty major security breach. It's quite ludicrous. People using the phrase like grown-ups in the room, it really is actually you know, representative of a very childish media that thinks that we can just expect readers and listeners to always have the short-term memory of a guppy when it comes to what the government's done, what certain ministers have done. And this impression of Rishi Sunak being a, a new broom, it's kind of more like Trigger's broom, to be but
3: honest. But the, the papers have been critical of Suella Braverman being reinstated. I mean, I don't personally agree. And on this channel, we haven't. We we accept that people make mistakes and we have to move on. But a lot of the papers have been a bit mean about Suella and, and feel that he may have made a misstep here.
6: That's true. That Some have, but... I would be willing to predict that if he holds on to her for another week or so, this will pass as a storm and they'll move on to something else.
3: But do you think that's quite nice? I mean, you talk about the sort of Dallas analogy. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe as a country, we need a clean slate and to forget the uh, sadly unsuccessful Liz Truss era and move on to the next.
6: Move on to the soon-to-be-unsuccessful Rishi Oh, Schenacker. come
3: on, Mick. Why is he going to be unsuccessful? He's got his little suit. He did a wonderful PMQs. And by his second speech, he'd already learnt to direct it to the camera as opposed to the autocue. So he's learning all the time very quickly.
6: Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's learning all all the time by the time he gets kicked out of the next election he might look convincing
0: i was just going to uh, jump on something that uh, which i thought was a very insightful comment that, that mick made in passing there about uh rishi sunak being a sort of trigger's broom um if that was the case in your opinion who would be the dell boy character is that a is that a boris johnson type who's boise is that jacob Rees mock do, do you have any other ideas as to who else in the cabinet might be playing the roles uh, down in Peckham.
6: Um, well, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry about this. Mike. Well, Michael Gove, probably Rodney. Yes. Um, oh, I like that.
0: That's very funny.
6: I don't want to uh, do too many of these because I feel that, you know, I'll be taking material away from Quentin Letts for his next sketch in The Times if I do this, you know, and I
0: feel. That's
3: that's quite notable of you. Yeah. Yeah, well that's done, That's very giving. We, we commend that here at Non-Censored. Um, Do you have any predictions of where the government might be going next in your little lefty-tinted glasses?
6: I think it's a bit of a fool's game to make predictions when we can't hold on to a prime minister for more than 49 days. And actually, one of the big problems with the British political media is a tendency to make predictions which they then pretend they haven't made. You know, They don't come back and apologise when they get things wrong or even admit that they've got things wrong. They just expect people to sort of... um, imagine that they never said it in the first place. So I try to avoid being in the predictions game.
3: That's a shame. I, that's um, that's my favourite part about the media is you get a sort of mystic Meg from all of them, it, you know, less about looking about where we are and more about looking where we may go. I think it's fun. I think it adds a bit of an edge. And, uh, you know, I miss I miss mystic Meg.
6: She's still out there, still writing in the tabloids. Good old mystic Meg.
3: Maybe that's where they're going wrong. These journalists are doing it. No, get in Mystic Meg.
6: Or what about the octopus that used to pick who was going to win in the World Cup? That might be better. I I, oh. I, I believe that, you know, even at a low-grade cephalopod is probably more intelligent than Dan Hodges.
0: Well, I mean, it would certainly be more enjoyable to, to watch uh, the predictions. I mean, up. what you've so got, got
3: to remember, though, Mick, is that reporting is a lot harder than just making predictions. As someone who, who who constantly sort of reports on the news, you have to really kind of have a good grasp of what's going on.
6: Yeah, you've got to check your WhatsApp as well.
3: Yes, there's WhatsApp. You've got to be very, very friendly with the people you're reporting, and that sometimes entails playing tennis with them, having them round for dinner, you know, having a little kiss with them behind the bike sheds. There's lots of you know. There's, being there's married lots to have them, to
6: them being your best man at your wedding, any yes. of those kind of things.
3: Yes, yes. These all that's play the level of it.
6: commitment that's required in the British media.
3: Well, it's a way of life, isn't it? Not just a vocation. Do you think this is where you're going wrong? Do you think you should be more friendly with some of the politicians that you criticise? Maybe this would give you a new perspective. Do you think maybe you should marry one of them? Uh, I could it, set you up. I could, I could, could it, sort that out for you. You could come round to my next dinner party. I feel like I, my wife
6: would object. I think oh, my wife would probably wife, object my if wife. married a, a politician.
3: Mick, listen, I've married myself and, you know, yes, okay, so you couldn't marry someone else, but that doesn't need to stop you. Me and Jonathan have a very understanding relationship. He knows that in my line of work I'm going to meet copious amounts of men and sometimes you have to do more than just talk.
0: Yeah,
6: maybe
3: listen.
0: Um, Mick, We, uh, um, I'm just going to come in there. We, we do have a question from our audience. Uh, it's a fun little game. I hope you'll play along with us so it's it's a kind of it's a kind of a snog marry avoid no. type situation but uh-huh. we're, we're, instead of people we we we're saying uh different publications so it's a it's a snog marry avoid and the uh, the, the the publications are the times um private eye and uh the and islington gazette so if you had to steal a smooch with one of them who would that be <sighs>
3: It is a difficult question. This is the hard-hitting oh, journalism we do here. It's tricky. Mm.
6: It is. This is. Yeah. It's the level of. Uh, um. Well, i uh, not. I suppose the Times. Ah, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry right. what was? Sorry,
3: to... what were you doing to the Times? That's a, that was okay. A snog. That's a little that snot. Just a little bit right, Lovely. Mm.
0: And 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 who who would you be marrying out of the? The hybrid in this Gazette, or the private eye. Uh, I see.
6: I'm private eye. I know where they've been. Uh, I guess I'll marry private
3: eye. You'll avoid the hybrid in the Gazette. It's a shame because they've done some wonderful work, like um, some marvelous reviews.
0: Very specific thing to bring up, Harriet.
3: Mick, thank you for coming (laughs) on the show. You've given a new perspective to our listeners. I'm sure it'll give them something to think about. I don't tend to think so. I won't be. Thank you very much.
2: Hi, it's back next week. So whatever, unsubscribe now because this is good. It gets baby. It's all me. It's all Neddy all the time. Also, give this episode five stars, but only this one. None of the other episodes, just this one.
0: I, I, I don't think you should, should um, get them to not, you know...
2: I coach out my hands, now, Martin, it's so that's uh, my pr- hands. All right, OK. Thank you to... Rosie Hilt, Brinty Merfen, Igor Ackman, Leek Keithny, Sue Henshaw, Eid Monish, and Mint Rint. What?!
0: Yeah, I'll I'll probably just put the, um, I'll put the names on the, um, on, on, on Spotify.
2: No need, just set them.
0: Okay.
5: Renueva tu estilo de otoño en JCPenney. Descubre grandes ofertas en modelos versátiles que puedes combinar con piezas tuyas, como un blazer y pantalón de pierna ancha Worthington con tu blusa favorita, o un suavecito suéter San Jones B con tu camiseta preferida. Y combina una chaqueta Stafford con uno de los clásicos en tu closet. Con un par de piezas versátiles, puedes crear múltiples looks únicos y extraordinarios. Eleva tu estilo de otoño y ahorra. JCPenney, vale la pena.
0: Next time on a very spooky Fine Dining Podcast, the season one finale, TGI Friday's The 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son, Juicy, or in this episode, Juice son, Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky. It gets real bloody. And not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die, Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food. And try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday,
1: October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts.